Hi everyone, it's Emily. Before we get to the main part of our program, I just want to do a shout out for living with vision loss. So I'm going to just read from the info flyer that we have on this, but it is a program that's going to be presented by Carla Burke over at the Harwich Community Center. We're doing it in conjunction with them. So without any further ado, living with vision loss. Learn about devices and adaptive techniques that help people with vision loss perform daily tasks independently. Each session takes place the first Tuesday of the month from 9.30 to 10.30 in room one at the Harwich Community Center. September 3rd, in the kitchen, tips, techniques, and technology. October 1st, fun with family and friends, adapted games. November 5th, the Amazon Echo, what Alexa can do for you. This monthly program is co-sponsored by the Harwich Council on Aging and the Brooks Free Library. Pre-registration is preferred but not required. Harwich residents can call 508-430-7550 to arrange for transportation. If you have any questions, please call Carla Burke at 508-430-7562, extension 5. And again, that's extension 5 at 508-430-7562. Thank you. But hello, hello. <laughs> I'm Emily, and I'm Jamie, and we are back for another episode of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we are getting up there in numbers. I think I just saw episode 13 is what this one will be, so if I'm wrong, Ooh. we'll edit this out or just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> you can be wrong. It's it can fine. be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. But, um, yeah. So how have you been? Oh, I've been good. Yeah. I've been... Um... The summer is wrapping up. Finally. Yes. Finally. I, I again... I love where I'm working, but seven days a week is really getting to me at this point. Yeah, um, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean... I'm, I'm driving, like, myself a little bit crazy, like, mm-hmm. um, so when books come in for, from delivery from different libraries, we sign the top of the slip to just make sure we check in, make sure that the patient gets emailed, and um, three different libraries have three different versions of doing that. <laughs> Oh geez. So, yeah. so for here, I write my initials and, um, and the date, and then in Truro, I think you just write the letter E if it's an email or if it's not an email, you put it aside, and then um, in, I think East Ham, you have to circle, the um, the email, oh my and then you have to date it. I don't believe you have to sign it. But yesterday, or no, Monday when I was, like, checking in books from here, I wrote, like, all three. <laughs> oh, my. And because well, I couldn't remember which one. Remember what you're doing. Oh and it was, gosh. like, it was so on autopilot. <laughs> so so that's, how been, that's, that's just the example of how, uh, how, crazy. how these co- past couple of days have been going for me. Well, my, I saw the thing that you did on Twitter that you liked about... Um, easygoing jobs and being a librarian ap- apparently is a very chill, relaxing job. It is not. <laughs> I would just like to put that out there right especially now. in the it summertime. It's not a slow-paced job no. at all, especially not. Maybe if like you're in a if super quiet research yes. type library where you have no patrons ever, in which case that. That might be a totally different job description. Seems like very boring too. Um, I I like how busy I like, it gets. I like sometimes. I love it. I love being mm-hmm. being busy. But for any of you who have read that article or seen that article or seen something that said library <sighs> work is, is very relaxing, job? yeah, is your retirement job. No. Um, we would just like to let you know 
It is fast-paced. It is very, very fast-paced. It Um, is. It can be a retirement job, but but it's not a job that you can – that is laid back. (laughs) You don't read at the desk. (laughs) You don't read at the desk. Um, Things like that. But the reason I'm bringing a lot of this up is because, yeah, it is summer, and we we just did a Channel 18 filming about, like, summer wrap-up. So I thought we could touch a little bit on things, like, that people can can do just to kind of – help themselves empty out their summer house now that it's at the end of the mm-hmm. end of the season. Um, we know a lot of you have books, so as we've said in past episodes, if they're late, still bring them back. We don't really care about fines. I, I can't stress enough like how much we prefer to get the item back rather than fine you. Fines are not mm-hmm. something that we feel you know, very, very, very strongly about here in, in getting. We'd rather have the item. So it's okay if it's late. We will happily work with you. If you couldn't get it back to us because you were ill, you were off Cape, mm. th- there was some reason that you couldn't couldn't reach the library in time, feel free to let us know. You don't need to get into specifics or bring in any proof mm. or anything like that, but you just let us know, you know, hey, I, I caught walking pneumonia from swimming in the lake for this long and inhaling water and yeah. couldn't make it into the library. Um, that was very specific, but yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> No, that's because that's what used to happen to me as a kid Uh when I was here. Um, Um, But you could just say, hey, I was sick. I couldn't make it in. And we will waive those fines for you. We don't want to penalize you if, you know, you physically could not get here. That's that's not right. So Another option for that um, to avoid fines, too, is if you're visiting um, the Cape and you're heading back home, so free to stop in and make sure that your books are all off of your account. Um, we do this a lot. Yeah. Um, patrons will come in and, you know, it's not that you have to stand there and wait for us to check everything in for you, but maybe drop your books off and then come back 10, come back, later. you know, a few minutes later and see if, um, if you have anything else on your account, because we're happy to do that. It's really easy for us to just check and see what you may still have out, um, so you can grab everything you need before you uh, head home. So. Yeah, you can also call us mm-hmm. asking that same question. And you yes. don't have to call each individual library that you have things out from. You can call any Clams library. So if you happen to be driving through Harwich and you don't want to stop, you can just call Brooks and we'll answer for you. For, for all your Clams items, we can let you know what you have out and we can renew where possible as long as nothing's on hold. So we're happy to do that. You don't need to be a Harwich specific patron. Likewise, if you realize you're almost you're almost to the bridge and you still have mm. that one DVD in your backseat, you can drop that off at Bourne. Yep. As long as you're dropping it off at a Clams library, that's all that matters. It will find its way back to us through delivery. We just ask, please do not send them to your home library. Don't don't bring them back to your home library if you live out of state. Um, as as some of you may not know, libraries actually aren't all connected. Sadly. In in one giant network, I think we've mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah sadly that it's not. So each each library may be part of its own network. They may be independent, but we our library here is Clams. We serve the Cape and Islands. So as long as it goes to a Clams library, that's fine. If it goes to a network though, that's that's off out of Massachusetts, essentially, um, it's a little bit harder to get that item back mm. to us. Same with actually, if it's a library in Massachusetts, it's a little bit more complicated to get it back to us. So. We would just say call us if yeah. you notice you have something. We'll work with you. It'll it'll be fine. There is something called library rate at the at the mail. I'm losing the word. At the post office. <laughs> at the post office. At the mail. Good job, me. 
<laughs> at the post office, which you can um you can use to send materials back to libraries if you realize you've flown halfway across the country and you still have an item. Mm. So we'll work with you too. It's fine. Um, but that's just my summer wrap up. I think that you know don't worry about fines. Please bring your books back when you can. Don't need to bring them specifically to us. You got anything, Jamie? Uh, no, I think up? you've answered pretty much everything. Cool. Well, the one thing I actually, you made me think about what I wanted to talk about this time, if mm-hmm. you're interested. Yes. Podcasts that you're listening to that you're yes. interested in, if we yes. can totally okay. just go off for a minute. <laughs> I know that you're really into the, the oh but my was God. it the Penumbra? The Penumbra, Penumbra podcast? podcast? Okay, talk I about it, because I have, love I want, something. I'm planning on getting into it, but I haven't had Jamie, it the time. Okay. I am not kidding you. I have not loved something like this, probably since The Witcher. <laughs> for, oh, since, I'm so excited. Since, like, it's like up there as one of my favorite things ever, so. For those of you who haven't listened to the Penumbra podcast, it's really interesting in the sense that you kind of get two stories in one podcast. So they'll do like two episodes with this character who is a private eye in futuristic city on, in a futuristic city on Mars. Okay, mm-hmm. so that really gumshoe pi vibe to it, and then. There'll be two episodes in a fantasy world where you're following this band of knights and an herbalist and a hmm. whole bunch of other casting characters. So you kind of get your fantasy sci-fi and then your regular sci-fi that you like. And it's it's really fun. And I love both stories so much. Hmm. I love the characters. There's a lot of um, LGBT representation in nice. it too, which is really nice. So, I mean, podcasts tend to be a place for that mm. too. I think you get a lot of a lot of diversity in cast and characters but um if you are interested in sci-fi if you are interested in fantasy if you like conspiracies and adventure and just kind of dry witty humor or really really fun characters that you can get to love no matter what um Totally recommend the Penumbra podcast. I have binged so many episodes. <laughs> I, I literally, or on my drive back to Connecticut this weekend, I drove listening to it for all 3.5 hours. That's how, oh that's how, in, I will, I will get out of work and I just start going for a walk on the bike path after I take my makeup off and I'm listening to it on the bike trail. I love it so much. That's I've so always cool. loved like police procedural too. Yeah. So like the fact that it ties into that noir gumshoe mm. type hard-boiled detective thing i love that i love so, that so much does it like alternate between the stories so like yeah. one episode oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah that's pretty cool the first season it was a little different where it was like it only had the mars story and then in between it would have like a horror story okay. type snippet for a few episodes and then it switched to also doing this other story the fantasy storyline which mm. is called the second citadel um but it's just really fun, and the characters are great. Podcasts right now are just amazing. They're so creative. It's, I don't think I realized it, and like it's thanks to you who uh, recommended um, uh, Wooden Overcoats, which is yes, like that was the, <laughs> my first introduction in the like audio dramas, I'm and I know they're podcasts. a lot more common like in the UK, <laughs> but right. like in in the US, man. First of all, definitely listen to um, to Wooden Overcoats because it's Please. it's amazing. Like especially if you've got a long drive, if you walk a lot, um, you if can. You're cleaning it's your like house. yeah, it's like you're listening to to. It's an audio drama. It's an right? audio drama. Like it's it's so cool. I don't I don't even I didn't even realize those really existed until I 
um, I found, or you showed me yeah. wooden overcoats. I think my only conceptualization of it was how, like, when my dad would talk about how he'd listen to, like, War of the Worlds oh, or whatever yeah. on the radio when mm-hmm. he was a kid. And I, I didn't really get that, like, how he would do that mm-hmm. and tune into that rather than, like, watching TV or doing something else. Mm-hmm. And then when I stumbled across them... I started with Welcome to Night Vale, mm. and I got into it, and then I kind of fell away for a little while, and then I came back, and once you find that area that you want to listen to, um, it's amazing, because, <clears throat> I mean, it's you're using your imagination to visualize yeah. all those characters, and yet you have people doing their voices, and then audio background of, you know, footsteps going, and, and scenery, and cars passing, mm. it's just so immersive, and so much fun, and... I definitely found like my my niche in podcasts yeah. that I like to listen to. It's all very sci-fi themed, mm-hmm. all very diverse casts, um, and always some kind of conspiracy or creepy thing going on, mm. or like just straight up horror. That's so cool. Because <laughs> the SCP Foundations. Oh my god, that one's really fun. I think I wrecked you that too. But oh yeah. But yeah. do you want to talk about wooden overcoats? I would love to talk about wooden overcoats. <laughs> it's been um, it's been a while since I've I've finished up the series, but um, highly it's just it's really hard to d- describe. It's it's very snarky, and but it's it's just hilarious, and it's it's essentially it's about this um, this family who owns a, um, a mortuary, like a um, a funeral home. <laughs> And it, it specifically follows this brother and sister and how... Fun um, because, <laughs> Yes. So their last name is Fun. And um, so, of course, their funeral parlor, or funeral uh, business is called Fun Funerals. Um, <laughs> they live on this tiny and they, island. This tiny little island, and they've, like, they've got a monopoly on the whole island whenever anyone dies... They're they're able to swoop in and and like and perform everything and like you know um, oh my gosh what are their names now I'm forgetting their names Antigone uh, Red, Antigone and, and, Re- and his name is escape Rudyard Rudyard, Rudyard yeah. Antigone and jo- their assistant and, Georgie. and their G- Georgie their um, assistant and Madeline um, uh, Rudyard's mouse yes friend yes the um it's all narrated by a mouse <laughs> everyone um, is British everyone's British yes and it's it's hilarious. I mean, um, a competition comes in, so this very rich, confusing, uh, suspicious person comes in. Um, according to Rudyard, he's just the bane of his all existence, and he's taking all of his business away um, because he keeps <laughs> offering these really just over the top um, packages. <laughs> it's, it's, um, <laughs> we can't even describe. Yeah, anywhere from like you know, he eventually it comes to the point where there's a monorail and like, mm-hmm. and this is all like you know, it's supposed to be funeral business, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah. very dry humor. It's very um, dark humor. <laughs> yeah. I just highly recommend it. And Tiffany is like amazing. Um, I think she's probably one of my favorite characters ever like she's <laughs> very she she's what you would picture i think kind of like as an igor type character yes. but one who's more functional <laughs> yeah um, and she like um she she can't deal with going outside for some time she spends all of her time in her mortuary and uh she's a mad scientist a bit yes. about what she does um she's very excited about her um her different smelling uh, embalming yeah. <laughs> But, I know um, we're kind of making it sound like a little a little wacky, but at its yes, core, it's wacky, it's but really, it's so good. 
it's a story about family. It really I think, is. And, and about mm. learning to accept other people's differences and points of views mm. and realize, you know, how the world isn't against you and how you can, you know, have all these things that you can offer yeah. other people as George's well. George's storyline. George's storyline is... But it's it's very moving um, underneath all that really dry, witty British humor. So I would yeah. say if you like any of the BBC comedy-esque shows... You don't even have to You don't really even have to, those, honestly. honestly. Like, you, as long as you're interested in comedy that actually has an underlying message, <laughs> you'll probably like wooden overcoats, yeah. for sure. It's so good. It really is. Yeah. But uh, what um, other ones have you listened to lately that you've enjoyed? Well, I just mentioned it to you this morning. Um, so, uh, just adding on to my Witcher obsession, um, I'm getting very excited for the the movie, the show to come out. But I'm also forgetting a little bit about the books and everything that mm-hmm. happened in them. Um, so, I just caught up on um, Whispers of Oxenfurt, which is focused mainly on um on the books and he just gives a very quick summary about um what happens in each yeah. he starts off with the um the short stories and then he expands out into the books and right now he's on the the last um the last book so hopefully that'll continue to expand when he's done um and then he also just recommended another podcast uh called uh, breakfast in beauclair which has just started i think there's only one episode out right now and it looks like the plan is to um, to talk with different people. Uh, she's, she mentioned around the world, I don't know like how far it's going to get, which is really exciting to me, though, is getting different ex- perspectives on these different storylines. Yeah. Um, but those are the two that I've recently been listening to. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks just during mm. my drives. Um, but I also, just a couple months ago, finished up... Um, uh, Greater Boston, which is, yeah. if you're from Massachusetts, if you live in the Boston area, if you, if you have in the past, or if you're just you visited there in the uh, visited there, um, I, I mean, and you don't even have to have any connection with Massachusetts at all. But it was just a very, like, again, another very odd, <laughs> uh, odd story. Is fine. Odd which is, is good. but it's like. It starts off like kind of normal, and you're just waiting for something to happen, and then it just goes like bonkers. Um, but it is another huge story about loss um, and about um, uh, family and the mm-hmm. the importance of that as well. It's a lot. It's got a lot of uh, similar, um, you know, backgrounds about it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it's it's very good as well. But it's it. I don't even know like what genre to put it in. It's definitely dry humor and comedy, but it's also I don't know. It gets very personal too, and it's very I don't know. It's it's I I don't even know how to describe it. It's very very good. I would really highly recommend it. So is it also kind of magical realism? That was sort of my impression from that. Kind of yes. Um, it's an alternate reality. So, okay. but it's not like there's there's things that are just off enough i wouldn't even i wouldn't call it fantasy necessarily okay. or even science fiction it was it's more like what if so mm. um the red line um wants to secede from boston and um <laughs> that's like essentially the whole first season is they their plan is to or they they have this mayor of red line who's just calling for the, you know it's a it's a leave boston to create its own city 
and um, there's a lot of really strange storylines that goes with it. There's a very evil um, guy that's running this corporation, and um, but it's all like very hippie stuff. So mm. like, um, there's this guy. He he's named. Um, he calls himself an extinction, extinction event, but he ch- changes his name depending <laughs> on what he thinks about oh and gosh. what he thinks is important. Okay. Um, and he's vegan, and he's, like, okay. very, like, over the top. Okay. <laughs> That's just one character. But um, but anyway, I would really highly recommend it. It is very wacky, but it also, um, again, it has really the basis of family <clears throat> and loss as well as and how loss affects people. That's huge. Mm. Um and and it's it, a lot of it takes place in Boston and like very recognizable places, yeah. Um, which is really cool. And it, you know, I know that I mean, especially you having lived in Boston, I think you would really like it. Probably. So <laughs> it's on yeah. my list of things. It's yeah. in my library of like things I need to listen yeah. to. They focus on the rats at some point. Oh they, my gosh. Like there's like it's all over the top. So amazing. And they also go into um, the the molasses spill. Oh, and they, they, okay. So okay. it's just. Highly recommended. It seems pretty cool. It's definitely <laughs> on my list. I I was yeah. trying to choose like what to listen to next because I ran through all the available episodes of the mm. SCP Foundation and I had finished the one I was listening to before that, and I just picked the Penumbra podcast out of like Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Mm. And next up, I'll probably try Greater Boston once I've caught up with Penumbra yeah. because I'm going to need to fill a giant void in my life. But <laughs> well, um, I should say like. Just stick with it. Like, yeah. it's it's like the first couple of episodes, you're like, okay, this is interesting, but I'm waiting for something big to happen. It takes some time I think, um, like, for yeah. it, too. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. As with most good ones, yeah. though, I think. Like, they start off, and they're still finding their footing, and then you, mm-hmm. as they go on, you realize, like, how invested you are yeah. in it and how good it is. And they have actual interviews with um, greater Bostonians. Like, they have, ah. like, real... They incorporate real answers to, to questions about their time living in Boston or mm-hmm. um, or living outside of it. And um, What a great way to get to know the city. Yeah, it's it was really cool. So even if you're... If you enjoy visiting the city, it's just... It was really interesting to get it from the perspective of people who live there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That does sound like a really good... Especially for... I don't know, like just this time of year. Mm-hmm. That seems like a really appropriate one. To it listen is. To. I yeah. don't know why. That just feels like the that fall to me. Time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, oh man. Thank you for that, Rick. Yeah, no I problem. will have to listen to it for <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else have I listened to? Oh, I mentioned it a couple times the SCP Foundation. Um, that one, it's based off of something that was, is popular online still um, about these this government entity that secures, contains, and protects the general public from these different sort of eldritch-type mm-hmm. monsters or, or events or things that are people that go on, and it's kind of like they're an a audio drama version of their records. Mm. So you'll encounter, like in the first episode, so it's about they find the stairwell, and there's a kid crying in the stairwell that you can hear so they send down person after person after person to go see how far down these stairs go but the crying keeps going down as the person is going down until they eventually run into this this monster at a certain level that changes every time so like sometimes it's up the stairs sometimes it's down the stairs and it's listening to the audio logs of you know, like mission reports, things mm-hmm. like that. So, and that's just one example of the creepy things that go on in this. So, it's a very that's so cool. horror, creep you out type mm-hmm. type um, 
podcast. I really like it. If you end up listening to it and you like it, then there is a whole wealth of um, written archives online at the SCP Foundation. That's so cool. So that one I definitely recommend. Also, if you like just straight-up horror with a little bit of a vaguely paranormal supernatural twist, um, The White Vault. Oh, yeah, I've been planning on that one. listening to it. I can't wait for it to come back. I think it comes back in October. I loved that one. It The atmosphere they created with it, it felt like a Stephen King novel. Ooh. Like, you know how you get that really hair raising on the back of your neck creeped out feeling? Yes. <laughs> to me, that's what this one was. Like, Ooh. it was so... I would not listen to this while I was home alone at night type oh feeling. Okay. Like, it was really creepy, but it's about this group of research scientists, and it's it's a more or less found footage type thing where they this audio has been found after these people have disappeared and it takes you through them being in this ice-bound snow-bound place where they start getting picked off one by one by one by one and they discover and well I won't ruin it for you but yeah. they discover something that kind of rocks their understanding of the world around them and mm-hmm. and the last group that had been there and their purpose for being there so it is it is really good again conspiracies i love things with conspiracies in them (laughs) (laughs) they're always good material to me right but those are the ones i can think of kind of like just from quickly glancing at my list yeah i'm um i really haven't had the time to read anymore listen to anymore because again i have been uh listening to a lot of audiobooks recently um and those take up like a ton of time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well, understand but like i just finished dr sleep yeah and oh my gosh i don't know if you've read or yeah okay. yep, i have <laughs> i didn't but... i didn't realize it was possible to like a sequel better than <laughs> the original um i don't know anyway stephen king is i enjoy his books. i really I... haven't read a lot of his books too so like i was very excited to like delve into the stephen king I read more of his, yeah. like, ones when he does more police-type, mm. detective-type ones later on. So, like, the Mr. Mercedes series. Yeah. Um, I read that one, and I liked it. I have one issue with it, but I won't go off on that tangent. But um, overall, yeah, I really do like Stephen King, and he's really fun to Just read. Just a master storyteller, Try honestly. The Outsider. I'm curious what you think I know, I've been, I've been, I keep meaning to read that one, too. Or Elevation, because Elevation's really short, and yeah. it's actually happy. <laughs> Which is oh, bizarre. Really? Yeah, it's Stephen like a, a non-scary, happy. Okay. happy Stephen King book. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay. But it's I liked that one. It was different awesome. for what I would expect from him. Especially after reading ones like Mr. Mercedes and um, yeah. Dr. Sleep. Uh, all those. I haven't read Under the Dome. Or was that what it's called? I don't remember what it's called. I haven't read that one I've read a yeah. I've read a chunk of his stuff, but not a lot of his older stuff. Hmm. Except for The Shining. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's getting to be that time of the year when you want to consume horror yes. content, I think. Well, I, that was like, I was like, oh, it's it's August. It's basically <laughs> Halloween. <we> <laughs> I can ignore September entirely. Yeah. Though, speaking of, um, we have some really interesting stuff coming up for you guys in October that we yes. are firming plans up for. So be on the lookout for PR about that. Um, I'm excited about it. Jamie, are you excited about I it? Excited. I am, like, ready to jump out of my seat yeah. about it. I can't wait. But 
I oh think gosh. we can give you the hint that you're going to hear from us every week in October. So and it's going to be different different content different every content. week. We're actually going to have a plan. It's going to be Halloweeny, but but oh yeah, we're going to have, have a plan. plan. <laughs> we have a plan. We'll have notes in front of us. Yes. Oh. I think that would probably, be interesting. Right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> for that certain would... things you might need it. But um yeah, just uh be ready for a very Halloween themed October from mm. us here at the BFL podcast. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to um, squeeze in this episode? Any other recs? Any other? I believe so. Um, yeah. yeah. We can always come back to podcast recs another time, too. Cause I'm, I, sure. I'm sure there's going to be more. Yeah. yeah, We need to get ones that are, like, nonfiction for people, too, I think. I'll ask yeah. some of our other staff members who listen. I Because um, I don't listen to enough nonfiction ones. I don't really. I mean, I think... I would say even lore is technically nonfiction. I love lore. So, like, it's technically nonfiction, but yeah. it's... Yeah, well, it's based um, in, in nonfiction. It is, but it's all creepy nonfiction. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes into, like, the, the weird histories of, you know, like, witchcraft and, you know, everything yeah. else that people used to believe. And um, I also know... Oh, Cabinet of Curiosities by the same person okay. who does lore. That's mm-hmm. another one. I do know that... Um, Hidden Brain. Yep. I listen to yep, a yep. lot. Um, every now and then, that's highly recommended. I'm sure you've heard of it by now, but it's through NPR. Um, and that's it's cool too because you really don't need to listen to every single episode. Yeah. It's you can delve into anything that you're really interested in. Um, and it goes into psychology. It goes into um, that's like that's the main focus. It goes mm. into like social media, um, how we like to put ourselves into boxes. Like it's very really really cool um to read or to listen to yeah um it does sound but um but yeah i think that's all i have for nonfiction stuff i haven't i'm definitely heavy on the audio dramas yeah me too (laughs) and but that's you know if you ever want to talk to people about audio dramas please come talk to us yes we're happy to to do podcast recs figure out podcasts from you Um, if you have recommendations i would be very excited but then i'll just add to my i'm relying so heavily like these are all things yeah (laughs) wait have you seen mine look at mine i'm gonna open this up let's see look at this it's just a never-ending list of stuff that i have to get through i love it it's amazing oh oh wolf 359 okay that one is finished that one is done but it was so good. Um, awesome. People lost in space. We'll just put it that way. Ooh, okay. And the characters, everything about it. By the end, I was like close to crying with certain things oh, that were no. happening. It was just so good. It was yeah. really a, just a very, very good audio drama, if you like. Spacecrafts and scientists and, you know... Uh, I'm gonna say aliens. I'll I'll definitely put Wolf three fifty. I would put Wolf three fifty nine on your on your radar. It's um, it's funny again, but underneath hmm. the comedy, it's definitely about loss and friendship, and you know how your your family can be your friends hmm. and things like that. So it is very, very very moving, but it's very good for an audio drama as well. And that's all I have. all right um we will let you go and we'll see you next episode next episode Episode. hopefully we'll have maybe we'll have a plan (laughs) i mean maybe i'll have finished this book by then and then i can talk about it because this is i like it so far awesome but all right next episode see you guys soon Bye bye